Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Skincare with Friends. This is a trigger warning for descriptions of human cruelty. If you're of sensitive nature, you may wish to avoid this episode. Hello and welcome to Skincare with Friends <laughs> with myself, Nia Patton. And me, Natalie. Hi. Hi. So today we're going to just go straight into it, I think. Should we just smash smash in? Okay, fine. Because yeah. you know who we are. Yeah. Fine. I'm Nia and I'm a cosmetic medic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a uh, clinical person. I'm a dentist and aesthetician and I am a skincare person on the internet and my <laughs> colleague is Natalie. <gasps> That's what you're talking about. Me. Yeah. I'm not any of those things. Um, I'm a lover and a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a joker. No. Um, we've been doing this podcast for four years now. Shit. So, oh. you know, I'm mm. just, I'm just the layman who's learning lots on the way. Yeah. And uh, today we're learning about yeah. more about um, Albert Kligman. I keep saying Joseph Mengele. It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. That's the first name that comes to my head now. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is a, Many he, similarities. Yeah, he's very similar to Joseph Mengele. Yeah. Yeah, really similar. Mm. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the non-tretinoin experiments today. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Just to recap, last time, uh, his experiments began in Holmesburg Prison in 1951, and they went all the way until 1974. Uh, 23 years of experiments. I had to do. I had to do that calculation on my phone's calculator because <laughs> I'm thick. I can't even do simple. I was like, oh no, I just do it on the phone. <laughs> 23 years. Ranging from cosmetics, toothpaste, athlete foot creams, poison ivy and oak treatments, to radioactive isotopes, hallucinogens and biological agents. Yeah, that's just the worst one. Isn't yeah. It? It's, well, it's all They're pretty all really bloody bad. awful, even but yeah. Like, I, like, even, I couldn't find a, a source for it, but... Some, one of the inmates was saying that their teeth started falling out after mm. the toothpaste experiments. Oh, okay. Which you'd assume would be pretty benign. Mm. No, no, they put shit in that. Yeah, what would they have put in that to make your teeth fall out? I don't know. I don't know. Like as a dentist, I can't think of anything much other than like sulfuric acid, something to make the gums like drastically recede. Yeah, yeah. Like even if you smoke, your teeth don't just fall out in a few days. Oh god, that just makes my teeth hurt. Yeah, (laughs) just thinking about it. Yeah. So, to quote uh, Captain James Kinslow, who started working in Holmesburg in 1965, both inmates and guards say that you can recognise a Holmesburg inmate decades later by the distinctive scars from skin burns and patch test. If you ever saw the guys on the beach, you'd know where the hell they'd been. Yeah, someone was mm. describing them as having like zebra-like almost yeah. stripes across their yeah, so backs. They- that's normal scars like as if somebody done it in a very prescribed way yeah yeah 
horrible. Yeah, absolutely horrendous. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, um, just a note. In 1968, 85% of the prisoners in Holmesburg were black. And I think that the abuses were race-related in the sense that the prisoners were other and uh, less, uh, you know, important. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, the, I think somebody said that the the white prisoners, there were some white prisoners, were sort of ushered towards the less dangerous tests oh by the people in charge. God. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? I mean, I've said this, we said this on the last episode, but it really is. I mean, obviously, he gave lots of um, interviews to say that, yeah, this is what we did, and mm-hmm. I can't believe I got away with it. Great yeah. time. Such good days. Um, but really, it's thanks to, they're not even whistleblowers, but one or two people in the, working yeah. in the prison at the time that we actually know as much as we do about it. Yeah. Otherwise, I think it wasn't for these Alan things would have Hornblum. been, yeah, mm. they would have been set fire to in a bin somewhere, mm. wouldn't they? Yeah, well, the people who did them mm-hmm. thought that, you know, said out loud that yeah. nobody was harmed. They wouldn't have been believed. No, yeah. Crazy. It's bloody awful. Yes. So, um, if you imagine for a moment that you're devoid of empathy and humanity, in a way you can see why a prison holds such a great population for study subjects. They have a very controlled environment and lifestyle, reliable movements, and you know exactly how long the men are going to be there for the study, and you can prevent them from using whatever stuff they might buy in the shop. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they can't just wander off and do something stupid yeah. and start smoking or whatever. Um, so, yeah, normal groups of people just, you know, decide to move or get pregnant or want, you know, change yeah. their diet. But these prisoners couldn't, so yeah. they were just sort of in the prison yeah. Almost waiting for a psychopath to find them. Yes. Yeah. So in the beginning, so there's different levels of experimentation. So experiments sort of, Albert Kligman was in charge of the experiments. I guess he designed them mm-hmm. and he got, um, you know, offers from other companies and bodies to carry out experiments for money. Mm-hmm. And then he, he all the sort of actual carrying out of the experiments pretty much were carried out by either students or other inmates okay so there's a lot of oh okay yeah so he it wasn't, wasn't just him right yeah there was like groups of inmates who were that's even more bonkers though yeah. he's just setting people on each other yeah yeah people who didn't know what not scientists basically yeah really think he cared too much about that no that's what the great quote was from the beginning he was like um sometimes genius sometimes bloody wrong yeah hardly Mm. a scientist no sometimes (laughs) no exactly yeah yeah Yeah, you'll find out more about that apologies for the banging it is um it's it's not even bonfire bonfire night anymore um but guy fawkes night 5th of november yeah people in the uk are setting off fireworks willy-nilly yeah sort of in and around November and October, it's bonfire night. Yeah, for a month. Yeah. Poor animals. Yeah, I know, the doggies are not happy. Um, yeah, Cats don't give a shit. No, my cats are pretty much deaf. So they don't right, no, yeah. my cat doesn't care. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so in the earlier days, the skin experiments were ringworm... Uh, sorry, start again. In the earlier days, there were skin experiments devised by Kligman... Um, there was uh, ringworm experiments, nail bed stuff that oh. we said last time that was really harrowing. I don't want to. 
talk yeah. about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Once the word got out to the wider world that there was a doctor performing experiments on prisoners, other companies and organisations realised that there was a way they could pay to use the hundreds of men for whatever grim experiments they fancied carrying out. So did that presume, did that become nationwide then? I mean, or yeah. were they just saying to Kligman, we'll pay you, you do this, or... Why weren't loads of scientists with absolutely no scruples, empathy or yeah. a moral compass doing it? I think maybe there probably were other scientists mm, okay. doing this kind of thing, but he was particularly bad. And notably. really happy to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was a, a man for hire. Okay. And he didn't care okay. about the people he was experimenting on enough to, you know, stop and think... Yeah, let's not take that experiment because that's bloody horrible. And it doesn't do anything, I don't think. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 33 different companies employed Kligman to perform experiments on 153 chemicals. Companies including Johnson & Johnson, Dow, Pfizer, Merck, Hoffman LaRouche, I don't know what that is, Helena Rubinstein, Klein & French. Christ on a mic. Is Helena Rubinstein still going? I don't think so. I it was until I remember recently. It. Yeah, in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. What a bitch. <laughs> yeah, she probably had no idea. But yeah. Yeah, do you yeah. think? I don't know. I don't know. Her. I don't know her at all. I don't know who she is. Um, yeah. So a former prisoner and patient recounted how they used my body, and the wording of this is quite odd. They they did things to me that were inhuman. I feel less than a woman because the things they did to me. This brought me pain, a lot of pain. So I felt so inhuman, I almost felt like a woman. Yeah. Wow. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, poor man. All yeah. Due but, respect, but the wording. But the fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. Christ. <laughs> I kind of. You've, I've read that in the last transcript, and yeah. I was like, oh, that's a typo. No. I felt less. <laughs> Less than didn't even feel like a woman. Yeah, Shia Twain would be up in fucking arms. <laughs> <Damn. laughs> feel less than a woman. Oh, terrible. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's disregard that man's okay. statement. About mm-hmm. I mean, it, the the overall impact is the same. Yeah, um, but you know, we'll take the offence yeah, out there. Less it'd be better if he said less than an animal or a dog. Quite. Or, yeah. Such experiments did not simply affect the well-being of individual inmates, but also the health of entire cell blocks due to experimentation with biological agents such as Hong Kong flu. (sighs) Yeah. Hong Kong flu, also known as the 1968 flu pandemic, was a flu pandemic. The outbreak in 1968 and 1969 killed between one and four million people globally. Wow. One of the most deadly pan- pandemics in history. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. One to four million. COVID killed 631 million. Did it really? Apparently. Wow. Yeah. I know. So okay. not, as, not as deadly as COVID, but pretty deadly. In mm. 1968, there weren't as many people on the planet. No. No. So common was the experimentation that the 1,200 person prison facility around 80 to 90 percent of the inmates were experimented on oh my god what were those other guys doing just hiding yeah just going no 
or just being white, I guess, and just yeah, being like I being know. being yeah, tipped off. You don't right. you don't want to join those yeah. experiments. Those that's for the black guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So this is quite grim. Um, this out of everything yeah. is quite grim. Everything is grim. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in March twenty twenty two, so earlier this year, Johnson and Johnson published an apology in the BMJ, <gasps> the British Medical Journal, for their part in some very dangerous experiments. The drug company Johnson and Johnson has expressed regret after court documents unsealed in talcum powder litigation showed that it funded a 1971 study by Kligman in Pennsylvania prison inmates, most of them black, were injected subcutaneously with chrysotile and tremolite asbestos. Uh, yeah, uh, they injected asbestos. Johnson & Johnson paid for Kligman to do that. What happened to the inmates? I don't know. Um, they wanted to compare the minerals' effect on inmate skin versus talc, which is a key ingredient in the company's popular baby powder. The crystalline form of asbestos had the biggest effect on inmate skin, mm. causing granulomas or cells clumped together in a raised area. So it's oh. like growth. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. I mean, Johnson Johnson have always been implicated yeah. in some quite heinous stuff over the decades haven't they totally yeah they're not especially talc related right? yeah talc yeah ovarian cancer it was ovarian cancer yeah ah, okay yeah yeah because my mum's best friend died of ovarian cancer and she used oh to use gosh. she was a bit overweight and she used to use a lot of talc oh my goodness yeah so there was always the suspicion that wow. maybe that had something to do with it yeah, my yeah. mum was a talc fiend. Yeah. And I said, just stop. Don't don't talc. Stop. No. Don't talc us. Stop talking no, us. Stop talking <laughs> the children. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, some people do. I remember like, yeah, I've seen my, I think it was my sister-in-law seeing her talking her baby, just chucking loads of talc over. I was like, okay, just, that's odd. Yeah. Do I need to, ch- I'm not talking my children. Maybe I should. Yeah. But, no, I don't. God, I just thought it was an eighties thing. I didn't realize mm. people still talked. To be yeah, honest. it makes it easier for you to stick clothes on them. I suppose. I guess. Sli- just dry them. <laughs> yeah, just, just pat them dry. Just struggle. Like, oh, yeah. So Johnson Johnson, yeah, not Johnson not... Johnson. Bad. Um, yeah, in, literally injecting asbestos into people to see what it did compared with talc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the fuck, yeah. man? Yeah. So, and just the outcome was asbestos bad, talc good, though. I don't understand what the, well, yeah, why what we, the what, point was. Yeah, what do you need to do that experiment for? I could have done that for you. Yeah, without doing it. Yeah, I could have just said that was bad. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So the apology only came about after the company was forced to reveal information about the experiments during a completely separate legal case. So, because they seal documents for up to 50 years, can't they? Yeah, so... They had to unseal, oh. and that came out. Wow. So, you know, why, yeah, like they're apologising is so empty. There's another, I don't know if it's going to be along the same sort of um, scale of the talc, the talcident of Johnson & Johnson, but they've, been, they've recorded loads of dry shampoos, haven't they, Lily? Have they? Because oh of benzene. God. Yeah. Um. But the FDA said they were just using an overabundance of caution. So who yeah. knows? Yeah, but, you would think so. Yeah, yeah. but also chemi- 
chemical hair straightening oh God. Um, yeah. products as well apparently yeah. have been causing cancers too which people have only oh. just become aware of I don't know what's I oh, mean no. it's strong chemicals as yeah. well in hair relaxants isn't yeah. it um, so that's happening right now holy um, shit yeah God so the next section I just sort of uh, copy and pasted statements made by the prisoners about their experiences okay. with the experiments and what happened to them okay because you know there's not a lot of this information yeah real but in uh, Alan Hornblum's book Acres of Skin um he he gets lots of interviews with the inmates okay. and uh, yeah it's quite startling so starting with the patch tests they were the most common tests probably the um tests for uh, to check whether cosmetics are irritant or um whether they're called spots you know, we were talking about the comedogenicity, which led to this whole thing. Um, an inmate called McGovern commented that he saw some inmates get really messed up in the tests, like the time some guys on a shampoo test start to lose their hair. Oh, come on. I know. Stop it. Like, I guess that's the reason that we have decent shampoos. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, there was another one about shampoo that I'll, I'll see if I can scroll down to. Another experiment called for 20 prisoners to have Johnson & Johnson baby shampoo dropped into their eyes over a 24-hour period. Oh, come on. The discomfort of such an experience was worth $3 oh, to each man. Oh, my God. 24 hours? Who does, who ever uses shampoo like that? To be able to call it a no tears formula. Though. Yeah. That's why it's a no tears formula. Mm-hmm. Because someone has ingested through their eyeballs. Yeah. 24 hours worth. Litres of, <laughs> litres of baby shampoo. Yeah. Oh, it's horrendous. It's bloody awful. Another prisoner said, the first test nearly killed me. It was so painful. Oh, I nearly went through the wall. I had a patch put on my back that covered a large area. It was a 10-day test and I wasn't allowed to take a shower. Oh, God. He says that he received 10 or $15. Yeah, I mean, what would have happened if an inmate had just said, I'm not fucking doing it, I'm just take this patch off? Yeah, I think they did, yeah. It gets to that. Some of them just cheated. Yeah. Just, they used to just stick their patches up against the wall. And, yeah. Yeah. Call it a day. Thanks. Give me my fifteen dollars. Yeah, but I'm I think not there was this. so much of that that you can't even take the test results seriously. Well, yeah, especially they've got everyone doing them on each other. Yeah, so you know those comedogenicity tests yes. that are so the results are so variable. Yeah, it's possibly because yeah the people they were doing the experiments on weren't weren't doing them. Yeah, yeah, taking the things off. One of the more unusual experiments that Withers Ponton agreed to was what he called the gauze test. With no anaesthetic, he lay on a table while two young doctors from the University of Pennsylvania cut two one-inch incisions Mm. on each side of his lower back. They inserted gauze pads into the wound and then stitched up the incisions. Oh my God. Ten days later, Ponton returned and the doctors reopened one wound removed the gauze pad and restitched the wound. After another 10 days, Ponton was brought back for the same procedure on the other incision. Mm. He was never told the purpose of the exercise. What was on the gauze pad? I don't know. Not just, it, just a 
Yeah. A gauze pad. Is it just a gauze pad? Is it soaked in something? He wouldn't know, would he? He wouldn't have been told. Okay. He was never told the purpose of the exercise. And (sighs) he accepted $20 for his trouble. $10 for each cut. And I can imagine no painkillers, probably. No painkillers. Jesus. Yeah. Nothing. He's still angry because now he's got all these scars all Mm. over his back. But also, just every time you look at your body, you'd be yeah reminded yeah what you did for the money, and we yeah, get to was all done of that to you. Yeah. money stuff later, and how these people are just abused. Like yeah, they were paid money, but and yeah, like Kligman had said, oh well, you know, it, we bettered them because mm. we gave them money that they wouldn't have otherwise had, mm-hmm. and they used that money for you know things they needed, mm. but. Yeah, that's true, but they were permanently scarred. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. Traumatised. Yeah. Well, Ron Keenan, a lifer at Greaterford Prison, who spent 34 months in Holmesburg, said um, while he was in the late 1960s, while he was awaiting trial for a murder of a policeman, Eek. Um, I looked like a checkerboard with patches and skin mm. discoloration on my arms, back and chest. I was... On a lot of the suntan tests, because I was light-skinned, but the patch tests really irritated my back. Ugh. And I had burn blisters for months. Ugh. Yeah. So, suntan tests? I don't know. I think they were, like, irradiating them with UVA. Oh, okay. UVB, yeah. Yep. Grim. Grim. The milkshake test was a favourite <laughs> among the inmates. Each day, selected inmates went to H-Block and drank a rich, creamy-tasting milkshake, something like today's diet drinks. The test lasted anywhere from 30 to 90 days, depending on the results from each inmate. Mm. Two types of milkshake were given out to the inmates, a vanilla-flavoured concoction for the thinnies, oh, excuse my language in a second, and a chocolate one for the fatties. I'm sorry. At first, there was a problem with the milkshake test. The first three weeks, the fatties gained weight and the thinnies lost weight and suffered dehydration. Oh, God, someone switched the shakes. Yeah, there was a mix-up. Well, the milkshakes were being passed out and it took a while for the lab to work out the bugs. So someone had Complan and the other one had Slimfast. Yeah, and they they gave Slimfast to the wrong people. Do Do you ever have Complan? I've never had Complan. No, I have. Oh my I, God, you just give me a memory. Because <laughs> yeah. my dad used to bring it home from work for free because he's a doctor. Yeah. So he used to give us Complan for a fun Complan treat. picks you up. Do you not remember the like the advert? <laughs> just a sad old lady and then she drinks Complan and she's like happy and Why chubby again. Why is it called Complan? It's a horrible name. Terrible. Mm. I just remember it was very cardboardy. That's what I remember. Yeah, like mm. This is kind of... And we liked as children... We were, you know, desperate for any kind of sugar. So we were like, yeah. this is nice enough mm. for us to enjoy. Yeah. But not very nice. Sugary cardboard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, have you ever done Slim Fast as a little aside? Uh, have a break from I don't this? think I've been on the Slim Fast diet. I think I've had Slim Fast. Yeah. You've had it like a drink. Yeah. Like a, like a, a, a part of a Boots meal deal when I'm on my break at Faith Shoes in 1996. Also eating a sandwich <laughs> yeah. and drinking the Slim Fast drink. I think it's like a Slim Fast out of a can. Yeah. Um, they have it in America. It probably came from America. Yeah. It's called Slim Fast. Uh, you yeah. know, these very 
awful sounding diet drinks. Sorry, Americans, but they usually do come from your country. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's a bit like when you're doing like the egg and wine, was it? Yeah, the egg and wine diet. The egg and wine diets that we said from the Vogue 1970s. Shabli. Yeah. Mm. Preferably Shabli. Yeah. What episode was that in? Uh, you'll have to go back because I think you um you posted it on your on yeah. the Skinko Friends Instagram. But yeah, it's on the Instagram. The please refer to it. It's very good. So funny. Um. Anyway, let's go back to this. Right. So the next experiment we're going to hear about is called the sweat test. Okay. As an inmate called Williams refers to. Um, place they placed inmates in an overheated chamber, after which their armpit glands were cut for examination. <sighs> Yeah. In another test, sutures were made on his body to see if they would dissolve. Mm. In a keloid test, some stuff was injected into his back and then removed bit by bit. He claims to have part of a cadaver implanted in his back to see if it would grow. He's gone from sort of Mengele to Dr. Frankenstein. Mm. What part of it? Like a dead person's ear on your back? I don't or? know if it was a fresh cadaver or an old one. Mm. I'm thinking of an ear. I don't know why. It's just because you're thinking similar. about that rat with the ear growing yeah, out of it. That's what yeah. it's. Yeah. <sighs> so they wanted to see if it would grow, but after a couple of days, his body rejected it. No shit. Yeah. Though I yeah. mean, again, yeah. normal people could have told you, just you this. Know that it's yeah. You know logical yeah yeah williams recalls participating in tests of hong kong flu poison ivy and poison oak i bet that kills mm-hmm. yeah the patch tests he says were the easiest to endure because each time he returned to his cell he like the other inmates would hang the patch on the wall <laughs> yeah well done williams cool guy yeah there were a few tests that even williams declined so williams was known to just take just, it yeah he did loads of stuff yeah he remembers guys with big things attached to their faces and foreheads mm. in what inmates called the Cyclops tests. Okay. I didn't do that. I was afraid of it. I don't know what... I couldn't find out more about the Cyclops test. Right. I, you know, searched and searched. What was attached to their face? I don't know. Just things, yeah. Things. I think, but, you know, if it's coming from him, he's just... Could be anything. He's seen and felt some shit by this time yeah Yeah. you know god bless him if he doesn't have full clarity like full recall yeah for doing those fair enough yeah yeah but no i can't see any record of what Mm. might have been attached to any of their faces i don't know i I don't like to think because you know if they think injecting asbestos is okay and god knows what else they think is okay yeah yeah and he didn't do the liver and lung biopsies oh no 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 because they look too scary and dangerous. Yeah, I can't say I blame him there And he either. describes needles about a foot long. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. I suppose they'd have to be. Yeah, they <laughs> would get to get to into your lung and liver. Yeah. Okay, so a Captain Gunya, would you say? Okay, I have my glasses on. I'm really impressed by your eyesight because even with my glasses on, I can't read oh, that. Oh, really? Mm-mm. Oh, God. Um, G-O-U-G-N-I-A. Oh, yeah, Gunya. Gunya, yeah. Now in his 70s, spent 25 years working in the Philadelphia prison system before retiring in 1978. He can quickly recall a long list of inmate experiments that included the usual shave creams, mouthwashes, deodorants, detergents, 
and the unusual women's lingerie and soda water. What the? <laughs> so you just put what? them in sexy clothes. Well, if you were the inmate, you'd be like, can I do that one? Yes. I'm I want the look... soda water one, please. <laughs> the worst case scenario is I look sexy. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good for a prison. Though. I suppose not. Oh man. oh my god! I do. Although the soda one, I can imagine like waterboarding with soda water. Yeah, God knows what they did with soda water. Yeah, let's I'm, face it. Yeah, I'm not really that keen on a yeah. soda. So yeah, this Gunyar, this okay. Captain Gunyar, who's a, a um, who was a prison worker. Okay, uh, he recalls loads of different experiments, so he's quite a handy person to interview. So yeah, so there was you know normal stuff, and then women's lingerie, soda water. Oh. Uh, as with other guards who witnessed unusual activity on Holmesburg's H-block, he recalled one eerie scene after another. He remembers burn tests that left bad scars on their quadricep muscles. Mm. Yeah. So on where are your qu- backs? No, on the shoulders. Okay. Not on your shoulders, your quads. Yeah, your shoulders. Um, the device used to burn the test subject. But that's your thighs, isn't it? Your quads. Oh yeah. 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 Quite I'm thinking yeah, it's about... The, it's the top muscle in your... Um, Traps. Maybe, yes. Yeah. There we go. Shows that I'm We're not, not gym bros, I'm not, that's why. No, I'm not a bodybuilder at all. Um, like I think Natalia my quads Spearings. are in my shoulders. Have yes. That's insane. Yeah. So I did notice her face shape had changed. Did you? When she was doing... Yeah. Sorry, quick break. Yeah. It, which it's is nice good. to have a break, It's a good thing. It? So there's a Dr. Natalia Spearings who is kind of like the enfant terrible of the skincare world because <laughs> basically, according to her, you only need... I really like her. Yeah, um, I do, yeah. Y- you only need sort of Vaseline and Tretino and everything else is fucking bullshit. Yeah. So everyone... She pours scorn over everything. Over everything. And in a way, I think, actually, you you have massive points. Yeah. Um, And she's an esthetician that works in sort of Dubai and London. She's a dermatologist. Oh, yeah. oh she... Do- yeah, dermatologist. I believe sorry. so, yeah. Yes, yeah, she is. She's a doctor. And she... She, yeah. can, she can prescribe you some, yes. some fat and juicy, yeah. like 10% hydroquinone or yeah, something. Yeah, bonkers things yeah. In, in Dubai. Yeah. Um, but also, she she's very present on um, Instagram especially. Mm. And she has lots of sort of, you know, stories. And I was just looking at her from, you know, she usually just records from her office. And I was like, yeah, face has gone really angular. Mm. Like a chin. And I was like, oh, that's really strange. And then she just came out and said... Yeah, yeah, I've, um, so she's basically, yeah, a dim that works over, you know, two mm. countries, um, has just published a book in the July just gone called mm. Skin Intelligent, which I haven't bought yet, which I will, but it's just going to be two chapters on Vaseline and, 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 yeah. and maybe bodybuilding. But anyway, and then she's, but she's just got her pro card. So she's not just like started yeah, her foray. Did you see the photograph? Yes. Oh my God. She's She's incredible. Incredible. I mean, so she just got her pro card, which apparently is kind of... That's a really big deal. A really big deal because she won best in category that she was yeah. not expecting. I don't it's know very about anything to, about like, bodybuilding. Watch Killer Sally on Netflix. Oh, I was just about to start watching that. It's good. Okay. Yeah, but yes, it talks about the, the weightlifting world. Right. And it's very difficult. And to how you just card. go from being... Yeah. An yeah. amateur to a pro, yeah, like that's that. a big step. Yeah, yeah. So this woman clearly is one of those people that just doesn't sleep, yeah, um, and is constantly looking for that. But anyway, 
kudos to her. I think yeah. she's incredible. Yeah, well done, Natalia. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. It's a nice little break from our topic of conversation. It is. I um, think we should put jingles in between. From, from the ray gun that was used to burn <laughs> patients. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I, they specifically had a device for making <clears throat> burns in these men's back. Okay. Yes. No just, legs, wasn't it? We decided quadriceps were legs, didn't yes, we? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes. So the burns went deep into the skin. I don't know how the inmates submitted to that. Gunyang <sighs> periodically observed the doctors applying various salves to the burns. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, they were specifically burning them in order to apply things to the burns okay. to see if they worked. Um, he remembers inmates walking around with devices designed to collect skin and perspiration. Uh, this might be the Cyclops thing. One to one and a half inch stainless steel cups strapped to their forehead. So they're wandering around with m- metal cups on their heads. So is that the device that would administer the burn or the... S- no, no, no. So ray guns and then they had salves on and a right. completely different experiment. Right, okay. There was cups taped to their head to okay. catch sweat. Right, okay. Yeah. Right, not yeah, just different. sitting there burning you on your head. I mean, to be honest, you could tell me anything in the next paragraph now and you believe it like yeah they yeah. used to get lions to come in and just bite your heels <laughs> yes. and i just oh yeah that's yeah, yeah it's fine yeah <laughs> that's it the lion test comes yeah in. no there's no no lion test okay um Phew. yeah and then he recalls scalps transplants unsuccessful attempts to rejuvenate <sighs> hair growth by removing inmates hair from the back of the scalp to the front the experiment, mm. yeah. So they had a go at hair transplants, which, which are fascinating. Hair transplants. Yeah. Have you watched these? Yeah, they they are very fascinating. very delicate operations. Very delicate. I doubt that they the hair transplants they were doing in this prison were the yeah. delicate operations. Not the Wayne Rooney results that you no, see. No, indeed, these the days. Elon Musk level of mm. intricacy. Doubtful. Mm. Yeah, I know. I have. Yeah, of course. Yeah, hair transplanted. Yeah, the experiment he did, and he tried to hide those photographs of him being bald as did well. Did he? Yeah, just be bald. I know. Bald, bald guys are, you know, it's fine. fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, an experiment that left a particularly strong impression on Captain Gunyan was uh, one that nearly resulted in the deaths of seven inmates. He oh believes the experiment involved liver biopsies. Which he claims began in the early 60s and were quite common. Mm. But one weekend, seven patients almost died and everyone was in a panic because the doctors could not be located. Right, so presumably this is when it was one of the free-for-alls. They were just having yeah. anyone do a biopsy. Yeah, so you know they'd obviously been working on these prisoners, doing very dangerous things to them, but there's, there was no support. There was no one looking after these prisoners during the experiments at all you know they were just left on their own it was yeah oh my god for medical professionals to experiment on someone and then leave them yeah to potentially die yeah it's just unthinkable they absolutely just treated them like they were rats Mm. yeah it's disgusting so uh a different inmate, Ron Keenan. He said, I got a needle in my spine for $7. Oh, God. Oh, they put a chemical in, but for some reason it didn't work. Good, and the experiment good. was cancelled. 
This kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Jeffrey Dahmer just willy-nilly yeah. injecting things yeah. into people. Just having a go, we'll see what happens. I don't know why, yeah. but out of all of those things is when apparently he injected hot water into someone's... Yeah. I don't know... Like, I don't, that just seems like the most painful way he tried to acid, and it was yeah. a bit much. Yeah. yeah, they're still wandering around. It just yeah. sounds like this level of um, laissez fairness, yeah. isn't it? Just like, oh, fuck it. If he see what happens, see what happens. Is something in his spine? Doesn't know what it is. Um, okay. Yeah, and one pill test designed to quicken the sun tanning process. Okay. Keenan doubled up in pain with cramps, like you wouldn't believe. After swallowing four pills, they explained to him that this was something new coming to the market mm. and he would have to go into the exercise yard for 20 minutes every day for a week or two in order to catch catch the sun's rays. Cool. Right. Yeah. So Keenan doesn't recall if he developed a tan, but the <laughs> terrible su- stomach Christ. cramps are hard to forget. Um, is there... Like I'm not making up. There is a pill, isn't there, that it accelerates so. tan? Because I'm yeah. sure the only way is Essex, the whole cast, yeah, eat them, eat them like biscuits, and turn into carrots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know that all went on, but you know, quite a lot of the the prisoners were just messing with the results because they weren't doing it properly, taking their patch tests off. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It says Al Bronstein, a long time prison reform advocate says some of these studies were scientific, scientifically worthless because the prisoners were running a long con on them. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's the pri- definitely the prisoners' fault that yeah. it's not scientifically valid yeah, rather than yeah. the fact they're just doing, yeah. like, you know, bum biopsies. And yeah, just... women's lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I want to know what it was. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> So, you know, the flat wasn't dark enough. We're going to get to some other dark things. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Okay, so radiation Mm. is the subject we're going to get onto next. It's quite heavy, that. It is heavy, Mm. but we don't have very much information, so I'm not going to say all that much about it. It's heavy, but it's quick. Yeah. Let's just get it over with. Yeah. Kligman wanted to play with radiation. Of course he did. So that's something we know he loved, um, playing with radiation. Um, and without the acquisi- acquisition of the appropriate licenses and safety measures, he went about doing so. He was interested in radiation as a cure for ringworm, and he'd previously used radiation to successfully treat the scalps of small children and wanted to explore the energy more fully. Mm. So the children went, did go bald after the experiments, but you know he, he thought that it was successful because they didn't have ringworm anymore. Yeah, um, they just didn't have any body hair either. No, just all they were just radiated. Off. Radiated, yeah. Okay. So we don't have any record of what exactly he did, but we know that he had acquired radioactive isotopes because he got this license, and he'd I think he'd forged the signature of an official to get it. And when the official was asked, "Did you sign this?" he said, "Nope, never heard of the guy." So he had radioactive isotopes and when they looked into it he wasn't storing them correctly and yeah he wasn't doing anything correctly no safety measures and yeah the bodies in charge told him to stop it and you're not having any more didn't get into actual trouble then for that no just told to stop fraud yeah Yeah. it's not funny i know he didn't really get into trouble at all ever no 
No. But, you know, usually with these, like, mad, cackling Mm. criminal scientists, it's usually just a relatively innocuous thing that gets them. But do you know Mm. what I mean? It's just the fact that... Yeah, it could be, like, he didn't fill in the right form. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing got him. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. <sighs> got away with everything. Mad. Yeah, so dioxin is the mm. next topic. Um, so Dow Chemical and the University of Pennsylvania joined together to test um, a dangerous chemical on the backs of the Holmesburg prisoners. So is Dow Chemical related to Dow Corning? I don't know. In Barry? I don't know. No idea. Mm. No, no. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so nearly six dozen inmates were purposely exposed to something formerly known as 2378-tetrachloro-dibenzoxazole. Yeah. You, you know it's bad news when it starts yeah, with just you know. a shitload of numbers. A.K.A. TCDD, a.k.a. dioxin. Oh, no. And it's a byproduct of the manufacture of a herbicide, 24T. 245T. Okay. So the substance has been linked by scientists to cancer, birth defects, and fetal cancer. Oh, God. Do we need to be having that in our lives? Anyone's lives? Nobody needs that. No. Yeah. So a Harvard professor was quoted as saying, dioxin may be the most powerful carcinogen known to man. It's also used as Agent Orange in the Vietnam War with horrific consequences, which you mentioned briefly last time. We did, and that was just... You know, that needs its own episode. Obviously, not on a skincare podcast. No, somebody just... else can do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so this is a picture of Viktor Yushchenko, the Ukrainian president that was poisoned with dioxin, presumably by Russians. And he has a particular appearance of lots of very large blackheads all over his face. To the point where he gives off a, a very dark grey yeah. Look. Yeah, it almost Doesn't looks he? like heavy metal poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of handsome before, all right, nicest in the face. Yeah. And afterwards, he looks like a different man. Looks terrible. Um, so, yeah, l- lots of very bl- black, dark blackheads. And this is known as chloracne, and it's particular to dioxin poisoning. Wow. So, this chloracne, this dark blackhead thing was something that Kligman was trying to recreate on the prisoners with increasing doses of dioxin okay you know bearing in mind that it causes fetal cancer you can give your baby cancer by being exposed to it he decided to try and re you know 
enjoy that experiment. Okay. Um, so yeah, Dow Chemical were trying. There'd been a outbreak of this um, blackhead chloracne in its factory, so it wanted to investigate that more fully. So obviously, who do you call when you want to investigate a poison? Yeah, you phone Kligman and say, "Hey, do you want ten thousand dollars to find out about it?" And he says, "Yes, yeah, sure." Give me some dioxin and okay. I'll stick it on there. And I just squirted at him. Yep. Yep. Okay. So he started with really low doses on the prisoner's skin, on their foreheads and backs. Um, so the dosage was 0.5 micrograms and the company were happy with that protocol. Okay. And they got the results back from that experiment and he found no chloracne at all. Okay. None of the participants had any chloracne. And uh, so... Then Kligman went back to do another experiment. They were like, yeah, try it again, tweak it, whatever. And he increased the dosage by 456 times. Just why not a little bit less? A bit more. Yeah, Yeah. like just do a little bit more. Just, yeah, tweak it rather than... Yeah, I'll just put hundreds and hundreds of times more dioxin. And I think, yeah, I don't know if he got any chloracne off the prisoners, but he reported back to Dow Chemical. Dow Chemical were horrified. Oh, they went, we didn't mean that. Yeah. Yeah. They went, whoa, 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 whoa. You've used all the dioxin. (laughs) did that. Okay. Yeah. They were horrified and ordered him to stop. No more experiments. Okay. They do own Dow Corning in Barry. Okay. Mm. Good Lord. Yeah. I don't know why, but I think Dow Chemical are really murky. Yes, everyone yes. thinks Dow yeah. is really murky. Good, okay. Um, yeah, and even they were horrified. Wow. Yeah. I'd... Yeah, I don't like living near there. No. <laughs> God. How's bowels? Um, that's horrendous. It's horrendous. If you make, if you make them um, sort of, you know, bulk at, at your... Yeah, sort of lack of scruples. Then I yeah. think you're clearly doing something you? wrong. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've upset you down. Mangler bastard. Yeah. So next set of experiments is the army experiments. So okay. these are the experiments that the army employed him to perform. Mm-hmm. So it was after you know it was after World War Two and the army's thinking, well, if there's another one of these world wars, we need some good chemical agents. Yep. So let's find out if we've got some by experimenting on prisoners. Mm-hmm. So they used LSD yeah. and uh, atropine, which I think stops your heart. Yeah. Um, and then there was a bunch of other things. So agent 282 causes grogginess. Agent 834, mental impairment and hallucinog- hallucinations. There's loads of different like code words and unpleasant sounding I, like you know when they yeah. say sort of like um you know warfare on that scale mm. and then they just say causes grogginess I, yeah it, yeah it's, well it's i guess seldom it's... really that though is it yeah <laughs> it's like yeah, grogginess with a side of yeah, a side of cancer really long term yeah exactly birth defects and yeah it's not yeah. going to make you go where to put my house keys. yeah yeah exactly yeah. okay yeah oh, that's pretty sick 
So there was one agent called EA3167 that was mm. brought to Holmesburg for testing. Effects include both psychological and physiological, with the most capacitating effect being a state of delirium characterised by cognitive dysfunction, hallucinations, the inability to perform basic tasks. Usual syndrome of physical anticholinergic effects are also present, including dilated pupils to mm. the point of blindness, tachycardia, dermal vasodilation, xerostomia, which is dry mouth, and hypothermia. Okay. The effects last five to ten days. Oh, oh my god. So, yeah, it sounds horrible. It sounds frightening. Oh my god. Yeah, it's not just a bad trip, is it? No. Yeah. Your heart's racing, your mouth's dry. Oh my god. So you like 10 day panic attack then yeah, basically. Yeah. That's what they're describing, they put them aren't they? That. Mm. Yeah. Horrendous. An inmate called Al Zabala recalls his experience with the army experiments. Zabala believes he doesn't know what he was given. He believes no, cool. he could yeah. be a bit groggy about the details again. Yeah, the details were very yeah. muddy. Mm. Yeah, the substance was 10 times stronger than LSD. Oh my god. He felt he didn't know what it was. <laughs> Yeah, and he was um, kept in a padded room for for a week. Probably a good thing. I mean, yeah. that's probably the only duty of care they showed there is... Well, at least they... Yeah. Yeah, they stopped him from sort of headbutting room. himself to death. Well, there would be no good in doing that because they couldn't <clears> assess him afterwards. <throat> Except for the trip, he has no recollections of his actions during that period. I wasn't right for a month after the test. I was really subdued and quiet. I had problems swallowing food and a constantly dry throat. They put me on a liquid diet until I could swallow whole food again. And then when we finally came back to the population, all the guys on the study had to wear badges that said we were not responsible for our actions. Oh, God. Yeah. And if we acted up to get a University of Philadelphia personnel to come and get us, we had to wear these badges for a month. And once a week, we talked to psychiatrists. Oh, my God. Oh, it says psychs. So maybe not psychiatrists, who knows. They made us take paperwork and association tests to measure our psychological condition. A few guys came back to the population and didn't remember their names. <clears throat> guys would fade in and out of consciousness. Guys would beat themselves up and punch themselves in the head. Oh my goodness. Some of the guys told me they had violent, ugly trips. Dogs as big as horses, worms like alligators. Horrible trips, being eaten alive by giant spiders. Living in the 13th century, one guy said he was hung and killed. And for a few years, Al Zabala's body would periodically break out in strawberry rashes. So horrible. Wow. Bright red rashes. Yeah. I was just sorry, I was just thinking about living in the 13th century and yeah, being hung. That's kind of. Yeah, it's very. Intense, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, intense, yeah. Yeah, so. There were tests from of other agents. From what I've read, it seems to be the same stories. All the tests were carried out badly <laughs> and there wasn't enough real medical professionals to accurately record the findings. Yeah. And they had to discount some of the results of these experiments because the prisoners had pre-existing psychological conditions. Yeah. So the army didn't take any... <gasps> they ruined this, yeah. all of those people's minds yeah. and psyches they yeah, just they couldn't conclude anything from no. it the whole thing was futile oh god they just yeah fucked around with them yeah to see what would happen mm. and then went oh well 
Mm. This is all garbage. Yeah. What we find out is rubbish. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't decide that they were good weapons to use. But what a waste. Yeah. What a waste of people's minds. Yeah. Not that it would have been worth something if they did use it for chemical weapons. No. Uh, it should never have been done. No. It's just horrendous. Mm. It's all horrendous. Yeah. So why did the prisoners do it? According to one prison officer, it was more money than a prisoner had ever seen before. That's why. Yeah. Alan Lawson was a prisoner of Holmberg and described the city prison system and the reasons that the inmates were attracted to the medical experiments. And he said that 84% of the prisoners were untried defendants waiting for a court date. God. So they weren't even, you know, convicted of anything but that still happens now when you're waiting yeah you're, you're not i don't the prison experiments but i mean you yeah. you are you can be held for yeah. months and sometimes years and that was that awful one in new york right right yeah yeah before you're even seen yeah because sometimes you just can't afford bail poor or people whatever. just end end up there yeah. because they can't they can't get oh my god these people oh. not you know there's no excuse to do it on anybody but the fact that you know they're just yeah you know these people haven't even had to they haven't, had they haven't even been convicted of anything yeah no. on average they're waiting nine months mm. and almost all wait in idle idleness because of lack of work okay. uh, and the few jobs that are available in prison pay no more than 50 cents a day okay. this lack of jobs and the prison's failure to provide basic necessities makes the prisoners need for money acute mm. many of the men were waiting for like to get to uh, they had to pay ten percent of the bail, so yeah. five grand bail mean, meant that they needed to make five hundred pounds, and three or four tests at a time could bring you easily hundreds of pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so foot powder and deodorant tests will bring you a hundred pound a month. Hand creams a buck a day. You could be making three hundred to four hundred pound a month on the experiments, and you needed five hundred pounds to get your bail. Yeah. So of course, why would yeah you'd never get out otherwise? Yeah, why would you not do it? Yeah, so you know they might get fifteen cents a day. And there's something really innocuous sounding yeah. about a hand and foot cream experiment. Oh, yeah. that sounds rather pleasant. I like foot cream. My <laughs> yeah. my feet are dry. I'll do yeah. that experiment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's also an element of you know the money bit aside. There's always an element of trust when you're talking to somebody who is a self-proclaimed scientist and researcher you just say well yeah that guy seems legit yeah i'll do that yeah he's like one of the most prominent scientists absolutely so you can just say wow you know i was one of those guys that did the experience for this you know i was part of that yeah yeah Yeah. so it started like the experiments might start with so they do a questionnaire and they get like 30 quid for doing mm-hmm. the questionnaire and then the next thing will be a physical okay. another 100 quid and then the next experiment next thing they'd get paid for would be a mind-bending drug yeah so they'd be treated so nicely yes. during this process yeah. they'd be given like whatever they wanted yeah yeah it's experiment you know, like questionnaires physicals okay easy peasy and then all of a sudden they'd be, they're suddenly given yeah a drug yeah. which was very very scary and so, you know, they didn't really see it coming because yeah. up until that point, everything had been really pleasant. Mm-hmm. Nobody was going to warn them no. what was 
what was on the table. So, um, and also the prison wasn't very pleasant. So the experiments were like a welcome escape so they could get out of their prison cell, get snacks, have a nice time chatting to doctors. Yeah. Yeah. Kligman himself said the money was an important inducement to the inmates. The inmates went out of prison with hundreds of dollars. But the programme gave them much more than a source of income. Kligman emphasises that it was a welcome addition to the prison routine which is boring and repetitive and lacks any professional or cultural stimulation. We brought in people they could talk to, meaning like the staff. Programme fostered greater social activities and it was an antidote to boredom. Yeah. Yeah. So... Hair loss, immense pain, yeah, near death. Yeah, so it was like being be put nice in a padded to cell. Them. It's a they, change, isn't it? Yeah. It's just a change. They get the prisoners, you know, before they were torturing <clears> them, <throat> basically. <throat> just get them in and say how great they were. Thank you yeah. for being in our experiments. Here's a Feeling snack. important, yeah. Yeah, it's really nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just sign here. Uh, it's just docu- Don't worry about that. It's a document. It's, yeah. It's official. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the prisoners were illiterate many yeah. of them so even if the document had any information mm-hmm. they weren't given a copy they couldn't read it and they were just told to sign it yeah and so they did but you know that's not worth the paper it's written on just mm. signing a document saying mm. yeah this is cool isn't yeah. a f- this that isn't valid consent yeah yeah so let's say it was, yeah, there was no consent. Let's imagine there were no forms because the, the forms were useless. Yeah, so they needed money for bail, for attorneys, for phone calls home, mm-hmm. for stationery to write letters to their family, mm-hmm. for food. And um, yeah, and they were bored, trapped in prison, no one to talk to and nothing to do and no nice food. So of course they blinking did it. And I yeah. can't blame them at all. No. No. How did the experiments end? Oh, thank God they did. Thank God they ended. <laughs> yeah. It's really annoying, even this bit. You're like, what? So, Kligman was investigated by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, mm-hmm. in 1965, as his research program was so large. Um in July 1966, the FDA banned Kligman from conducting testing at Holmesburg Prison due to discrepancies in record keeping and not following conditions set out for the by the FDA for the testing of investigative drugs. Okay. Apparently, Kligman went into a severe depression at this point. Oh, poor you! And was not seen at the university or the prison for lengthy periods of time because he was told not to do anything. Okay. Yeah. But he was still practising, didn't you say, until 1973? Yes. So, mm. yeah. So, he um, he appealed <laughs> twice. Okay. And at his second appeal, surprisingly, he got reinstated by the oh. FDA and he was allowed to carry on the experiments right. because he, uh, yeah, um, he instituted a number of significant changes in his procedures Okay. And um, this occurred also due to pressure from significant members of the medical community, namely Dr. Donald Pillsbury and Luther Terry. Pillsbury was one of the great names in the field of dermatology. Great. Uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, university chairman of 
who had ethics yeah clearly yeah so an important medical guy and dr terry who was vice president of medical affairs at the university and was former u.s surgeon general okay very important people told the fda kligman needs to carry on these experiments so they let him get right back in there get oh, crack on with it no yeah that's dreadful yes so it wasn't until 1973 that people started to really crack down on him so pillsbury and other guy were really Terry, yeah that was that was their fault then the... yeah yeah so he had full God support of his it. colleagues you know mm. everyone around him was all for this yeah so you know he's not the only person to blame by any means so yeah the experiments came to an end um after the uh senate labor and public welfare committee oh it's boring (laughs) there's a subcommittee hearing on human experimentation in 1974 okay so basically yeah people had had enough of this shit it was the tuskegee syphilis study which you would heard of, which is really horrendous. Yeah, so they basically infected black prisoners mm-hmm. with syphilis. And I think a lot it. of them weren't actually prisoners. No, they were free people. Yeah, who were just really poor. Yeah, um, who again there was a level of trust. Yeah, so they were landowners who were oh. not. Yeah, and again that was cross generational then. So yeah, they would you know give birth to people with birth defects don't know what the defects of syphilis i don't know what they are but read about it it's really yeah. depressing yeah i've um, seen like, photographs of their skulls yeah they've got holes yeah. in their skulls yeah and they just let syphilis run riot through these people and watched it oh and they would they'd already found the cure by that point as yeah. well oh they yeah just they could have bother. cured it but yeah. they just wanted to see what would happen yeah yeah so that that i think would... that's just the most cruel point isn't it yeah they kind of could have just cured them. Yeah, they didn't want to. No. That wasn't what it was about. So up until the early 1970s, about 90% of all pharmaceutical products in America were tested on prison inmates. Wow. Yeah. Such re- research diminished sharply in 1974 after revelations of the abuse at prisons like Homburg. Mm. And Kligman says... The sad demise of the program was a very good case of the triumph of the do-gooders. They would, he'd be screaming uh, woke at people yeah, if he was exactly, around in 2022, yeah. wouldn't he? Yeah. You bloody PC bastards. You're all fucking woke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. These do-gooders are those liberals, lawyers, prison <laughs> reformers and opponents who made his experiments into a Nazi-like thing. All we did was offer them money for a little piece of their skin, he said. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And so a lot of their mental well-being and yeah, physical fitness and uh, lives. Yeah. yeah. Their fertility. God mm. knows what they did. Who knows? Yeah. We don't have records, medical records of all of the prisoners. <laughs> we don't have reports from everyone. And I, I've, I tried to find anything about what happened to the people afterwards and I couldn't there's no sort of database or anything like that that I can see so what happened yeah so what we do know about what happened after the experiment stopped so we you know we talked about 
Kligman's enterprises with his rhino mouse last time mm-hmm. and him getting Tretinoe into market and then becoming very, very rich from off the back of the anti-aging properties of Tretinoe. Mm. <sighs> yeah, it's not it's not really a good advertisement for karma or anything, is it, nope. I guess? Karma doesn't exist. <laughs> That's why we... Yeah, we don't. Uh, we can't expect things to naturally yes. happen the way they should. Yeah. They're not going to. Same with Joseph Mengele. Didn't he just have a, nope, a he nice heart attack? South, South, Amer- South yeah, Africa. He, just, he went for a night. No, no, no. South America. Yeah, where lots of Nazis ended. Yeah, yeah. Because um, there's, I guess, no extradition treaty or whatever, and he just went for a nice paddle and drowned. Ugh. Well, he had a heart attack and just died. Well, I hope a fish bit him on the willy. Maybe. Yeah. I can hope. Um, so in 1998, Kligman said about the matter of the ethics of his experiment. To the best of my knowledge, the result of these experiments advanced our knowledge of the pathogenesis of skin disease and no long-term harm was done to any person who voluntarily participated in the research program. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, not that he checked on any of the participants. No. Long-term. Wouldn't have known. No. No, no. So, you know, there's not much, as I said, not, nothing much is written about how the inmates fared in their lives after that. Um, there's one prisoner, Yusuf Anthony, who's sort of written some stuff and like done some interviews online. And over 40 years later, Yusuf Anthony still feels the effects of his experience in Holmesburg. At 64, he has to visit a doctor at least once a month. Mm. His hands sometimes swell to the size of boxing gloves. Oh my goodness. And his size 10 feet sometimes struggle to fit into a size 14 shoe. It's just a reminder of his contributions to science and medical achievements. He has undergone surgery to relieve his swollen hands, but his feet are seemingly indefinitely warped. Despite the high levels of anguish and pain Anthony had to endure, he is still grateful since most of his friends who went through similar prison experiments did not survive as long as he has. He has to live in ignorance of his own condition as he had no paperwork or information about oh, the experiments he underwent. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. Not given a copy of whatever the hell it was you yeah. asked to sign. Yeah. Um, Nothing. He no one know told why him. why his hands swell up and he never will. Of course, the doctors don't know. The doctors don't know what it is. No. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. What they did to him. His daughter's got a GoFundMe. Yeah. So we'll put that in, link in the episode notes and mm-hmm. on the website. Uh, hopefully he's still with us. I don't know. Um, yeah. It's very sad. It is. It's really sad. Yeah. But, you know, what he said was, you know, for a small, um, whatever his words were, you know, um, for a piece of their skin, we've been given access and knowledge. Unfortunately, he is right though, because that's how we get here. If they're yeah. saying that up to ninety percent of pharmaceuticals and other treatments were, yeah, made it to the shelves, yeah, because of prison experiments. But I guess he <clears> really <throat> ran with it, didn't he? Though, oh, completely with impunity. Yeah, but this is it, not just yeah. a delicate little test. No, it was well recorded. Yeah, the prisoners weren't treated with respect. Yeah, the experiments weren't treated with respect. Yeah. He could have done better. And the fact that most of them were tossed, like most of the results yeah. were tossed yeah. they weren't viable. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. It's not good science, mm. you know. I can't 
You can't forgive him for that. So tretinoin was good science in the end. After he um, worked out after he after he got his percentages right. Yeah. Um, But can you imagine that? Imagine that pain. Yeah. 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 No. I mean, we can imagine a fraction of what that pain is like. Like, I guess, like, yes, we we have to. We somebody did have to suffer. Something Mm. has to suffer for us to get to this point. Yeah. Cosmetically, but it's informed consent, though, isn't it? That's yeah. the huge they thing. They weren't informed. They weren't looked after mm-hmm. afterwards. Yeah, mm. there were so many things missed. Yeah, and not done properly. Yeah, and, you know, why would you need to? Why would you need to insert cadaver material into somebody's skin? Yeah, and gauze to know that that's a bad thing. Or inject them with asbestos. That. Yeah, just, that's the bonkers one. Yeah, I mean they're all bonkers, but you, you know, you weren't just sort of putting a droplet <clears throat> of no, yeah. like like try this shampoo, this no tears shampoo. Did yeah. you cry? Yeah, you know. Let's, yes. Do you mind if we put a bit of shampoo in your eye? Oh D- is it bad? God. No, they dripped it into yeah. the eye for yeah. 24 hours. That's yeah. a completely different thing. Yeah, it reminds me of um, Clockwork Orange. Yes, mm. it's like torture. Oh, and what did they get, like $3 or something? Yeah, no, it's totally over and above what you needed to do. Insane, isn't it? And the fact that the doctors can't pinpoint with that gentleman. Mm. What, what the hell it was? Because there, so, there was so little documentation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, like the the Dow stuff, they, what was the phrase? They deep sixed it, so the university and Dow, and the prison destroyed all of the records from oh the dioxin experiments. God. So it's only it was one of the the guys who who was involved in the experiments reported this to Alan Hornblum again. It's these whistleblowers. Yeah, it's thanks thank to them you. that we know anything, yeah, his but name not was just that. Roe. Yeah, and the fact that these companies are still going wasn't enough to fold anyone or to sort of, um, no, you know, cause somebody to go out of business, was it? Down is no. still going strong. Johnson Johnson. Yeah, look at Helena Rubinstein. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, it was it was Mr. V. Rowe who worked for Dow. Thank you, who, Rowe, who told us all about those experiments. Otherwise, we would no, never. It's very have nice anything. of you. Thank you. Yeah, risking a lot too. Yeah, so. Did anything bad happen to Kligman or did the prisoners ever win a lawsuit? Not really, a little bit. So during the 1980s, several inmates filed suit against agencies involved in the experiments, including the City of Philadelphia, the University of Pennsylvania, Dow Chemical and Kligman himself. One former test subject, Leodas Jones, received 40 grand so for $40,000 settlement from the city of Philadelphia in 1984. Okay. And he has been an activist for the cause. Yeah. And um, he's not with us anymore, but his daughter continues uh, after his death. And she has a Facebook page called Leodas underscore Jones. Okay. Head to that. Uh, in 1998, Acres of Skin by Alan Hornblum was published. And um, in... October the 29th, 2003, 10 former Holmesburg inmates staged a protest on 22nd Street just outside the College of Physicians of Philadelphia while Kligman accepted his Distinguished Achievement Award. Yeah. In 2000, 298 prisoners tried to file for damages. They brought a lawsuit 
Um, but yeah, they brought a lawsuit, long-term injuries against the university and uh, the city of Philadelphia and two pharmacological companies, Johnson Johnson, Dow Chemical. Mm-hmm. And the lawsuit was chucked out because of um, the statute of limitations. So they didn't get anywhere with that. So, you know, they accused Kligman of violating the Nuremberg Code, which is the code that was created after the Second World War. So uh, an ethical framework for experiments involving human beings created after what happened because of people like Joseph Mengele and the, the experiments. Yeah, so saying we're not allowed to do that anymore. You have to treat people with respect mm. and have informed consent. And uh, Albert Kligman went against that code and he, mm. the, there was no informed consent. The people carrying out the experiments were not medical. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just bad science. Yeah. So he did breach the Nuremberg Code. And in my brain, he's as bad as Joseph So had this statute of limitations passed then yeah so way past yes mm. yeah so they couldn't they yeah the suit was dismissed mm. um yeah so at the time of the experiments they'd signed documents but yeah that th- they weren't worth the paper they were yeah they just mm. unfortunately they just came too late otherwise they oh. could have gone to town yeah yeah and he would have gone from being celebrated yeah. to you know, just losing everything and yeah it just took so long for them you know these poor men to come to that it's point weird that there's a statute of limitations on such um on on something as huge as that yeah isn't there yeah but that's i suppose there there is on other horrible crimes yeah too. i guess there's on rape and things aren't there and Yes, there is. You can, you know, don't deserve. They always deserve Mm -hmm. to be punished. Yeah. Heinous. Yeah, like child abuses and things. Yeah. You know, people who could only possibly think about suing after years of therapy. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Um, I just looked up Helena Rubenstein. So she was bought, so her company, she's been dead for like 60 years. Her company (laughs) was bought out by by L'Oreal. Mm. Which caused a massive scandal because she was Polish American. Uh, she was the first, one of the first ever self made millionaire women. But L'Oreal was notorious, so she didn't, she wouldn't have wanted the poor bitches. Because L'Oreal was notorious for employing ex Nazis on the run. What the Jesus. fuck? Jesus. <laughs> so, it's like we're just, we just starting not... <laughs> to head into this sort of murky territory of the big companies. So can we the... maybe just do a little uh, yeah. Our Friends episode on that murky history? Yeah. Because isn't that incredible? Implying Nazis so on the So in 1973, run. the company Helena Rubinstein was sold to Colgate Palmolive and is now owned by L'Oreal. Takeover was to go- cause a huge deal of scandal as the founder, Eugene Schuller, had been a collaborator... And in the aftermath, became notorious for employing ex-Nazis on the run. Holy shit, that is fascinating. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. Um, and she was uh, a Polish Jew, so... Good God. That's going to make a really good episode, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I think next time I don't want to do anything horrible. Yeah. 
I want to do Q&As on the ordinary, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, shall we? Can Actually, we? we're getting into mid-November. I think it's time to do Christmas picks, Advent calendars and oh, all that sort of God, shit. not Advent calendars. Well, you know, what are you going to buy for Christmas? That sort yeah, of stuff. Right, then. Let's do that. Sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. Yes, more sunscreen. Buy more sunscreen. Um, so, and then the university... So, the, the, so we, yeah, we're, we're nearly finished on this, guys. Okay. And it was hard. We'd done it together. Yeah, so they didn't manage to get anywhere with the lawsuits. And they wanted the ex-inmate, so Leodis Jones, campaigning for reparations in any form. Um, the University of Pennsylvania in 2021 came out with this sort of... Um, a raft of reparations such as you know removing the annual lecture in named in honor of Kligman so that that's over they promised to sort of you know train more black people scholarships for black people mm-hmm. yeah so the university of uh, Pennsylvania has tried their best to sort of make up. It's not reparations, though, is it? That's not a reparation. No, so I'm not going to read out every single measure they, they took, but yeah. there, there are some measures. They've they, tried to do stuff. They tried to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. I'm that's PR. They, it's I'm not, glad they tried to do yeah, stuff, but it's, not you know, it's reparations, a bit shit anyway. Yeah. Um, and on the 6th of October 2022, wow. the city of Philadelphia finally made a formal apology. This is from the Mayor Jim Kenney from uh, Philadelphia. Without excuse, we formally and officially extend a sincere apology to those who were subjected to this inhumane and horrific abuse. We are also sorry it took so long to hear these words. To the families and the loved ones across generations who have been impacted by this deplorable chapter in our city's history, we are hopeful this formal apology brings you at least a small measure of closure. Mm. Yeah, just to sum up. We, just pay him. Yeah, give him some fucking money, you just, prick. Just pay them. Yeah. Um, we started talking about this episode believing we were talking about a doctor who's done so much for the people who are suffering and ended with the knowledge that this man is, in fact, avaricious, Machiavellian and psychotic. <laughs> I put possibly psychotic in my script and I changed it to psychotic. <laughs> yeah. It's not possible. No. It is. And all of the powerful scientists and prison officials who were involved in the abuse and um, used the desperation of a vulnerable group against them. They broke the Nuremberg Code and the Hippocratic Oath. Now we are enjoying the fruits of their labour. The skincare that we love and we know to be safe is only available to us because of these experiments and it is our duty to acknowledge the sacrifices that have been made. We are all too aware of the pain that animals have been put through testing. You know, everyone talks about animal yeah. testing and cruelty but we were also there were also human beings who were dehumanized and caused to suffer in the long-term process and development of our skincare yep yep made to feel like less than women yeah i was gonna say even <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. yeah he didn't mean it he didn't no, mean no, it no. he didn't he's had a shit time yeah know? whatever so we probably made to wear lingerie at that point. It's just like, <laughs> no, fuck this. Yeah. So, you know, we'll include all of the sources and good some links to the Facebook pages, etc. Uh, in our website and on our Facebook page. 
and thank you to Alan Hornblum for writing an amazing book that really mm. helped in the research. Yeah, and all the other people that you know helped bring it to light, probably at the cost of your yeah. careers, perhaps to mm-hmm. some extent. Yeah, and livelihoods. So yeah, yeah. I think this is the longest episode we've ever done. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a two-parter. <laughs> yeah, it could have been three, but I think I had enough. It's been giving me a headache. We don't want to do a three, a th- part three. We want to do something fun and silly and brainless next yeah. time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Join us for our Christmas favourites. <laughs> a Christmas list. Yes. We'll do some something fun next time. Something yeah. light, something silly. And uh, thank you for bearing with us for this really heavy topic. But I think it's been really important to yeah. hear about it. And uh, Great job. Great, great research. Come and tell us what you think on our Facebook group and on our Instagram. And um, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.